My name's Lauren Farriker, and I am the dog blogger who has created Woof Republic. If you haven't had a chance to check out Woof Republic, it's a site and a social existence that is dedicated to modern pet owners. And so with that, I'm really excited to be launching the Woof Life podcast. It's going to be a basically a show talking to pet owners having some fun, uh, hearing stories that you've never heard about dogs doing incredible things, hearing about cool businesses within the pet community that I've come to know and love uh, through the time that I've run my business, and just having conversations with dog owners. I think that people love to talk about their dogs And personally, I wanted to start off my podcast by talking about my dog, Pixie. She is a 13-year-old Border Collie Lab mix uh, that I adopted when she was four. She was an owner surrender to me. And so what I wanted to do for the first podcast so that you guys can get a sense of who I am is talk about my own dog. And I had this conversation with my husband, Jason, and uh, we're interestingly both first-time dog owners, and I think that it was interesting to look back and think about nine years ago when we did bring her into our home, and I'm excited to share that story with you. With the Wolf Life podcast, I've been so excited that uh, I wanted to kind of share a lot of my personal journey, and who better to do that with me than my husband, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey there. Uh, And so what we wanted to talk about is actually how our dog, Pixie, came to us and kind of tell that story, because I, I think it's pretty incredible. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I, you know, I think back, you know, we've had her now nine years. Um, so, you know, the the story about how we adopted her and all the journeys we've been on, it's definitely been a thrill as uh, a pet parent. I like it. Uh, both Jason and I are a little unique that uh, Pixie is actually our first dog. Um. <laughs> I think that that's a little startling to think about. Is it kind of weird for you? It's weird for me to think that I've never had a dog and I'm now so fully immersed in this world. I think I call Pixie my muse from that perspective. But how do you feel? I mean, when I was growing up, I was in a household that didn't allow pets. So, um, you know, when I went off and moved out of my parents' house, like I think you can attest, we were both itching to get pets, um, starting with cats, but eventually moving, uh, moving on to adopt Pixie. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, she is a treat. So, 
Uh, I think that because you cared for her more, to give you guys some background, uh, I actually ran a dog walking and pet sitting business for years in Seattle. It was called Wolf Seattle. It was really, really great. Uh, how Pixie came to us is that she was actually a client. Uh, but Jason, while I ran around Seattle, ended up caring for her more than I ever did. Uh, what were your first impressions of Pixie? Well, Pixie was in a two-dog household when we were um, helping her her pet parents with walks and overnight stays. And so she was a little bit reserved and quiet, but I think that's just because she had a bit more of a, of a dominant other dog in the house um it was like a german shepherd mix and a bit bigger than than her by a few pounds um but she about 20 yeah i think so she was the she was the runt i think between the dogs in the house um but but also a little bit younger in age too so i think she just kind of always took a back seat to the dog that was already um part of that family and uh, I, w- I would also say that she was probably lowest on that totem pole. And as we have learned about Pixie, uh, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> would you agree with that? <laughs> that's, that's true. She has developed some definite sass over the, over the years. One of the qualities that I am probably the most proud of. Um, so... How Pixie actually came to our house, the owners were, I would say, maybe slightly overwhelmed. And border collies, they're very talkative and can be whiny. And I would always use the word intense to describe Pixie. It's one of the traits that I love the most about her, but I think can be a lot for, it's not for every pet parent. I would say that. Um, and so on my birthday, I, the owners came to me and said that they were going to give her up and she ended up being the best birthday present ever because we went and picked her up. Um, that was an interesting day. Uh, we were in Seattle. We rode a ferry over to get her. It was pretty picturesque. (laughs) I, I know Lauren was, uh, excited like but nervous energy the whole way over um and when we finally got there i know the the owners of of pixie were also trying to almost uh see if we had second thoughts about maybe taking their other elder dog but i think as we got to know pixie a little bit more and kind of took her um, on a test walk in the woods, it was it was kind of clear that she was she was the choice for us for the type of lifestyle we were looking for. So um, it was kind of bittersweet to um, kind of take her from from that spot and driving away and kind of seeing the family almost shield their eyes and not want <laughs> not want to watch her go. But you know, as they were. Um, expanding their family i'm sure it was for the best for them obviously everything happens for a reason yeah and and i also 
admire and I, I do think that their story should be celebrated that this dog was not a good fit for their lifestyle. And so instead of abandoning it or doing anything else, they worked pretty hard to ensure that she went to a good home. I remember I was kind of in a quiet observation kind of mode on that day and the the man said to me, so Pixie's going to probably go and live in a Spock with you guys as compared to what her current life is. Um, and I remember just feeling like, oh, that's pretty incredible. Because I also think it was daunting being our first dog. Um, I don't know if you were nervous about that, but I was definitely... I mean, obviously we were experts being in pet care for so long, but I think that it's different when it's your own. Would you... Yeah, I would say, you know, when you're walking a dog and you're not with it every day, like the routine of, you know, being in this in the same living room with them all the time and them, you know, possibly sleeping in the bed that you sleep in, like they're they're literally like in your space all the time. So if you're if you're just walking them coming and going, you're not getting as I guess intimate with their personality style or their habits and you know expected routines and stuff so I think when we adopted Pixie it was we definitely got to see sides of her that maybe didn't reveal themselves when we were simply walking her or staying overnight yeah the one thing that sticks out in my head is the look on Pixie's face um as we drove away because she was full of, I wouldn't say it was apprehension, but it was very aware that change was coming. And, but there was a trust in her face, I would say, that she was excited about what was to come. And I, I really, that the look on her face always resonates with me. And I think that we actually have a photo of it somewhere that we could dig out um, that would be, that we'll share in uh, with this. And so that day was pretty fun. We took her to the beach. We did all of these kind of things uh, outside of the house and then brought her home. Uh, the other thing that you guys should know about us is we have two cats. They run the house. We just get to live in it. Um, Duke and Gus. And I was nervous about what that transition and adding a dog was going to be because Pixie had never been around cats. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w I was doing a lot of research on how to acclimate dogs in a cat household because um, there's a lot of research on best practices for, you know, introducing an old cat to a new cat or introducing cats to dogs, but bringing dogs into an established cat household was was definitely a little bit uh, <laughs> concerning slash nerve-wracking to think about, but... Um, a couple uh, things that we read were to bring items from the dog's house, whether it's a blanket or a bed or toys, uh, into your house before you bring the dog in so that the cats have an opportunity to smell, like get used to those incoming smells yeah. um, before the dog actually arrives. So that's what we were able to do is grab a couple blankets and pillows and some toys and kind of scatter them around our, our place uh, maybe two or three days before Pixie was actually going to arrive. Um, so 
you know, by the time we actually brought her home, we had we had bought one of those baby gates at like I think it was Target or something yeah. and we threw the cats in the bedroom with the baby gate in the doorway and we kept the door shut we baby gated Pixie yeah. we didn't baby get the cats got it um so we baby gated Pixie but we had the door shut with the cats yeah and then we opened it up very slowly so they could look at each other through the fence and it was like the least it's like the most anticlimactic like introduction ever because they both looked at they all looked at each other and they were like oh hey what's up yeah i think i i don't know if the cats realized that she was chill but it was very kind of Everyone was more interested in each other. It was never a bark, never a hiss. I think maybe in the, I guess, nine years that we have had Pixie, there's been maybe a couple of hisses from the cats total. They'll definitely swipe at her butt, but, you know, everyone pretty much gets along. I think Duke's just establishing the pecking order, which is so important. Um, but is there anything from those first few days when you brought Pixie home that you were just like enamored with? I think I was very taken back by just her energy, like her, what seemed like readiness to want to start brand new Yeah, and reestablish with her new parents um, whether that was, you know, how we play or where we walk or whatever it was, or even just basic commands and things like that. I think it was like, all right, like, you know, how is this, how, how does this work? <laughs> and yeah. Wanting to know kind of us having, wanting us to take the lead, um, which was a lot of fun because when a dog almost seems like so spontaneous and ready to, uh, engage and experience life yeah. I would say yeah. she's she really showed that how she had existed for the first four years didn't have to be how it was with us and I I do really feel that that demonstrates the resilience of dogs in their ability to adapt to situations uh, what's what's one like favorite memory from Pixie's first like few weeks? Probably the first time taking my own dog to a dog park. I, I, uh, we lived in Mercer Island, Washington, that has to be one of the greatest dog communities. There's so many walking paths. There is an incredible dog park, uh, Luther Burbank, that should just be a poster for dog parks, my opinion, right? It is pretty incredible, I will say. <laughs> Even though we're in Los Angeles now, anytime we are driving through Seattle or to Seattle to visit friends or family and we have Pixie with us, we make a detour to go back to that park because it is so epic. Yeah. Also the park of our first kiss. Coincidental? That's true. TMI, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> uh, so I would say that Getting the pride that comes with having your own dog and seeing Pixie's joy 
was just incredible because they think that in those first few weeks she was re-experiencing life and i i just i'll never forget the beauty to that experience i agree it was extremely fulfilling and it's crazy to think like how how much just even a simple change in environment can alter a dog's attitude and personality her personality Pixie was someone who was very uh, timid before, reticent, almost didn't kind of have her full place, I would say. Mm -hmm. And her personality just really blossomed. I don't know if that was my attitude rubbing off, but... I I I think we were just so, both so excited to have a dog (laughs) that we, it probably rubbed off on her, so... Um, that's that's my 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 feeling on it yeah uh what are some of your favorite things like now that pixie is a senior dog but what what are some of the joys of being a dog parent a doggy daddy that you live for i mean as someone who works you know full-time i love coming home and seeing her like run up to me when I get home from work um it's it's just that smile and that excitement of you know I don't know where you've been all day but I'm excited to see you and now like welcome home you know let's go for a walk or feed me whatever it is or let's play tug of war or play ball just I think that constant desire to want to be be around around me is is it's been exciting all along and I it's therapeutic I, I would also say like it's I think that there's something to I love our cats and our cats are very dog-like in the way that they know their names and stuff like that but there's something to having a dog where it's joy and gleeful to see you and it just kind of melts away the day, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I, and I mean, thinking about our travels with Pixie have also been a lot of fun. You know, we've, we've been on the West Coast all of our lives, so being by the water and by the ocean is, is just second nature to us, but... You know, Pixie came from a family who kind of was rooted in in the wilderness in Colorado and Wyoming. So she's naturally been an outdoor dog. So coming into a place like Seattle with a lot of fresh water and backwoods and mountains. And then, you know, we we used to go up to Canada quite a bit in, in Whistler and Vancouver taking her up in those areas was very similar to I think what she was so used to and she loves that it's it's always fun to take her back uh, (laughs) to that Um, and then as we've gone through other trips like to the Oregon coast and even in Southern California to the beaches I think she just loves to be outside and the sunshine has especially made her happier as she's gotten older which is fun to watch Totally. She's not lost her zest for life. Um, Some of the fun things that we have done with her, 
Uh, Jason, her, and I did a surfing lesson where we had a professional surfer who she had won awards, uh, actually teach Pixie how to surf. We taught her how to dock dive. It's more dock belly flop than dock dive, but yeah, it's the still dock, impressive. The dock diving was was fun to teach her. At about 10. Yeah. We tried it in Seattle once or twice, and that failed pretty, pretty miserably. I think that those were too high. <laughs> I think the waves were a little choppy, too, because there's a lot of boats on the lake. But, um, yeah, when we took her up to Whistler, there's a nice um, dog park with a, a dock specifically in a, in a dog park area that um, we were able to teach her how to jump off after floating toys and eventually swim back to us uh, <laughs> back on the dock, which, which is fun to watch because once she does it a couple times, she's just like, she won't quit. Yeah, she's just so uh, second nature. And like, even when ducks have gotten in her way, she'll just kind of hang out and other dogs, it's... Even kids, she's just very patient It's uh, as she's swimming and doing all of that. Um, so I would say that one of the joys for me with Pixie is every night we are ecstatic that you are a night owl because we, Pixie and I, own the bed. We skydive. Pixie completely takes over Jason's spot. Um, and... Don't you have to kind of beg and reason with her to get up? Sometimes. It depends. I Usually she knows I'm coming and she'll get up and move to the edge of the bed. But there's times when she is so out <laughs> that I almost have to like like woo her back uh awake yeah <laughs> and and almost shift sh- like slide her body down because she she's just like I'm not moving for anything so you have to you have to you know over my dead body. <laughs> she loves to be spooned uh which is pretty cute. Uh and and very very special to see but she'll only uh cuddle for a limited amount of time. Uh so she's just very particular from that perspective. Um so what would you say for anyone that was wanting to get a dog and considering rescuing you know for anybody who's looking to rescue a dog um, or wanting a dog you know definitely do research on what type of of dog you might be considering in terms of energy or um, you know playfulness or if you're looking for a dog that's more mellow um, obviously with a rescue a lot of dogs can be mutts so it's a little tricky to to really pinpoint what their their energy level is like but you know if you have the opportunity through a foster um, even being able to spend you know several days coming back to meet the dog and really t- kind of getting a feel for or being the foster or being yourself. the foster parent itself for sure you know the challenge with that too is if you get a little too attached and you weren't ready to to be a foster if you if you were just trying to be a foster parent and you you get attached 
you've, you obviously may end up adopting the dog yourself. Um, but I think fostering could be a good opportunity. Um, cause then, you know, you still have the op- the option to, uh, to al- allow another family to, to take that dog in. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. So, uh, anything else that you would impart on your favorite part of dog ownership? Uh, just all the experiences, I think, with you know, being able to travel with them, being able to take them out to, uh, to restaurants outside or bars, um, going to new dog parks and exploring different parts of the city are a lot of fun. What about you? I would just say that I love that how much dogs kind of fit into your lifestyle. And so I love that we can accommodate and plan maybe a vacation that's centered around Pixie. Uh, If we choose to like go to Cannon Beach or do something like that where it makes a vacation a little bit different because we know that it's bringing joy to her. And she's spoiled so that's very true (laughs) can you imagine your life without pixie no i feel that she is my like soul animal like i was meant to find this dog and i don't she is a part of my heart in a way that i don't think i've ever experienced with an animal that gets me even a little misty talking about because I think that she's and you could attest that she's very bonded with me I agree I think that's probably because you um you kind of asserted yourself early on when we took her in as like I like I am your 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 mom now <laughs> and this guy just lives with us <laughs> all all of those statements are true <laughs> but you like that i admit to it i i how does that make you feel though i i think every dog has to have some sort of leader yeah um that they take uh they take um commands from or that they look to for um, direction yeah i think it's no different with any dog they have yeah. to have uh, if if they're domesticated and they're in a household like that's they they've got to take orders from somebody um and it, it, it you can't take direction from from two people as a primary right i i can certainly ask her to do things or command her to do things but she may not do it with the same zest, authority, or uh, commitment. Commitment. <laughs> as if it comes from you. Got it. I I am the person that has trained her the most new tricks, things, all of that. Um, but yeah. So Jason, thank you for being on the podcast. How do you feel? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be uh, part of this incredible journey. Well. Thank you, and thank you for being a good dog dad to Pixie. Oh, thank you. Okay.